0: chapter thirty seven of france to scandinavia by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b norwegian woods and waters i should like to write fully concerning farming on the edge of the fjords and the beauties of this european northland but scenic norway is another story there is no other country on earth where the teeth of old neptune have so gnawed the gigantic rocks lining the shore until the ocean runs far into the land with cliffs on each side a half mile or more high none but alaska has such a necklace of islands and few have pine woods which compare with the forests that half cover this country in my rides through the farm regions i have been in the woods almost all the time the pines grow right up to the edge of christiania and there is scarcely a place where the birch and the fir are not to be found One acre in every five is covered with woods, and among the chief exports are logs, lumber, wood pulp, and paper. During the World War, Norway furnished a great deal of cellulose, an extract of wood pulp used for making explosives. At that time, an industry sprang up in Germany based upon a wood wool that might be woven into textiles of one kind or another. The paper clothing used by the Germans was made in this way the patent for artificial wool has been acquired by norway so we may yet have paper coats and trousers from her pines and furs most recently cellulose has been used as cattle feed and the industrial chemists have found a way to make alcohol out of the waste a number of the cellulose mills now have alcohol factories in connection with them and these it is believed will greatly advance the industry which already employs some thousands Of the best workers of Norway. On this trip to Europe I have found every country through which I have passed wide awake to its hydroelectric possibilities. The coal shortage during the war stimulated the study of replacing coal with electricity whenever possible, either by establishing electric works at the mines or by harnessing the waterfalls. I have already written of the great scheme for making the River Rhone run the railways and factories of France, And told how belgium expects to electrify some of her trunk lines white coal projects are being considered even in holland and denmark countries which have no coal and are so flat that they have no waterfalls of great value here in scandinavia where the whole peninsula is flecked white with falling water it is one of the live questions of the hour norway has more waterfalls than sweden it leads all the countries of europe and comes next to the united states in the extent of its available water power. The government is now investigating the matter, and according to the latest surveys, there is enough falling water to produce 15 million horsepower. Our available water power is not more than 60 millions, and Sweden, which ranks after Norway, has only half, or perhaps two-thirds as much. France has less than 6 million available horsepower, and Spain only 5 the republic of finland has it is estimated about three millions or twice the power resources of switzerland where one would naturally expect to find the most extensive falls of the world fifteen million horsepower these are figures for the white coal of this land of granite and pine where the black coal is so poor that it runs out in peat fifteen million horsepower some engineers estimate that ten tons of black coal turned into steam to produce one horsepower throughout every day for a year so that this white coal must be multiplied by ten to appreciate its value as compared with that of the black coal of the world on this basis it is annually worth just one hundred and fifty million tons of soft coal or one-tenth of all the coal product of the whole world today we produce more coal than any other country turning out annually something like 600 million tons, or four times as much in power as Norway's possible product in her waterfall value. England produces only half as much as we do, and the other lands of the world produce less. This white coal of Norway lies in waterfalls all over the country, and the rainfall in the reservoirs in the shape of lakes and basins, which can be filled by inexpensive dams, ensure a steady supply of electricity the whole year around. In many other countries, the hydroelectric power can be used only six or eight months, and for the rest of the year, the streams are so low that steam must be used. This is true at the Zambezi Falls, the Niagara of South Africa. At times it is said they could reduce what would be 35 million horsepower if the Zambezi kept up, but the flow dwindles almost to nothing when the river is low. As to the horsepower already developed, Norway has more than 1,200,000. This, although only about one-fourth our development, far exceeds that of any country of Europe. Many of these waterfalls are right over the ocean. They compare with some we have in southeastern Alaska. The water plunges from the high cliffs directly down into the deep fjords so that the largest steamers can dock near the power stations. The fjords are free from ice throughout the year and the opportunities for large factories are many. Some of the falls on their course from the hills to the sea have a drop of from 1,600 feet to more than a mile, and the many large lakes enable their discharges to be easily regulated. The falls are scattered throughout the country so that long transmission lines will not be needed to bring the electricity right into the homes of the people. Of the twelve hundred thousand horsepower already developed, One-fourth is devoted to supplying electricity for lighting, for streetcar systems, and for household and farm use, while the remainder is consumed by large industries. Of the available horsepower, about one-seventh is owned by the government, an equal amount by municipalities large and small, and the rest by private companies. The greatest future development will be, perhaps, in the electrochemical and electrometallurgical industries, Norway is now taking nitrogen from the air and by means of her waterfalls is turning it into artificial fertilizers that will compete with the nitrates of Chile. Nitrates of lime and cyanide are also produced in large quantities. There is one firm which uses a quarter of a million horsepower for such purposes. They are making a great deal of calcium carbide. And the electrochemical products have reached an export value of more than one hundred million dollars among the largest of the resources of norway are those contained in the sea one of these is fish these sons of the vikings are expert fishermen and before the war they were shipping almost two and a half million pounds of dried fish to america the norwegian dried cod or split fish goes everywhere as far back as 1812 Norway exported 3 million pounds of dried cod, and she now sells to other countries more than 30 times that amount. The government considers the business so important that it sends men to lecture to the fishermen and tell them how to split the cod and dry them best for the market. Another big fish export is the herring, and just now the whale fishing is paying well. These Norwegians go all over the world hunting whales. Recently, their best grounds have been in the Antarctic Ocean, where as many as 10,000 whales have been caught in one year. The ships use the harpoon grenade, which was invented by a Norwegian. This is a bomb with a time fuse so set that it explodes inside the whale. The harpoon is discharged from a gun mounted on the prow of the ship. The bomb either kills the whale outright or so wounds it that it can be easily taken a large part of the profit is now coming from the whale oil which by a new invention is hardened into a fat that takes the place of butter and margarine scientific tests have proved that this fish butter can be absorbed into one system quite as easily as other edible fats it is due to this hardened whale butter that norway was spared the fat famine common to most of the countries of europe during the war End of chapter 37